0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Paradox: Untold Stories from Athletic Directors. I am your host, Dr. Dustin Smith, and my co-host is Dr. Danielle Lapointe. And as we get into this, <laughs> just, I mean, I'm just throwing a doctor, in Lannis. <laughs> i just a doctor Lannis to begin with. That's the cheapest doctorate there ever was. Thank you. (laughs) So my co host is Dr. Danielle LaPointe, And our guest today is Lannis Robinson. So Lannis, man, thank you for being here and, and how are you today? I'm, I'm
1: well, and thank you for the additional credentials
0: that you gave me this morning. Yeah, honorary doctorate. We're
2: going to give All you right. one today from the
0: Paradox University. We're going to give you that. Um, <laughs> but I thank you for being here. And I also got to thank Ticket Thicket, the official ticketing partner of the NIPAA, for making this episode and every episode possible here at Paradox. And now let me kick it over to my true co-host, Dr. Danielle <laughs> LaPointe. How are you doing today, Danielle?
3: I am good. I'm very excited for our guest today um lannis is actually a neighbor of mine he is in the tampa area and i'm in bradenton so we are just a bridge away from each other um i don't even know where to start when it comes to introducing lannis i don't know i think it might be easier to talk about what he hasn't done
2: but just a few of the
3: credentials um that just come to my mind very quickly is he's the past niaa president he's on the niaa um Professional Development Academy leadership team is on the FI board of directors. He teaches LTC courses. He is the Tampa Bay Sports Commission board chair, and the list just continues to grow and be impressive from there. So you have done so much and contributed so much to the athletic director profession. Thank you for that. And on a personal note, the first LTC course I ever took was in Osceola County and Lannis taught it live in person. And um, that is where I kind of got my introduction to the NIAAA and to the LTC courses. So I have a little bit of a personal connection. You may not remember that, Lannis, but I remember that.
2: I remember teaching
1: in Osceola. I don't remember that you were in there, but I taught over there a couple times.
3: Yes, yes. So um, thank you for being here. Thank you to everything you've done to our profession. I'm not sure if there, I missed anything you wanted to highlight, but yeah, you've just pretty much done all of it. And now you have a doctorate, so really, what haven't you done?
0: I mean, that's what I was missing, so I appreciate <laughs> Dustin giving me that. Hey, uh, not just the doctor, you got it the cheapest and the quickest version possible. I absolutely. Mean,
1: absolutely. three
0: minutes into
2: this and I gave you a doctorate. Right? right. Um, I mean,
1: I, I appreciate all of those kind of words, but ultimately, you know, I've just done my job and, and gone about it with the idea of trying to help others be better at what they do. Uh, that's, that's really my motto. If you know anything about me, I wear a bracelet that says be better on it. Uh, when I was a board president, that was my theme, you know, the idea of be better is Signed sign up in my office says be better. It's, it's something I believe in and, and, and try to live. Obviously uh, that, that comes with some commitment, uh, and and the and the ability and the desire to do things that others aren't willing to do. So uh, I appreciate those kind words, like I said. Uh
0: well, let me ask you this. In that vein,
2: we're just going to mm-hmm. go ahead and get
0: this out of there because yep. you got to defend your honor here a little bit because you were under attack and you didn't know it.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but apparently, we got to set the record straight. Is there a crystal paperweight in your office that has that phrase "Be Better" on it?
1: There absolutely is. And because I kind
0: of <laughs> was tipped off,
1: there it is. It, I don't know if you can actually see it, but it does say be better. It
2: does.
1: Because we were does second it? placed. I
2: was going
3: to say, what
1: place does it say on that? It says, it, just so you know, it says, Atlantis Robinson, second place, be better. <laughs> Brickyard Crossing Invitational. I, I was not my best that day. And and someone some some ones, two of them, Josh McGurk and I mean Josh Scott and Mike McGurk, I'm gonna mix their names up. Uh Josh Scott and Mike McGurk, uh they were better that day. I've never <laughs> seen Mike McGurk hit the golf ball that well, but on that day he absolutely <laughs> got caught fire right as we went into the interior portion of the so the it's the brickyard crossing course where some of the holes are actually inside the Indianapolis 500 Speedway. And those holes, Mike McGurk just blew up. And, and uh, Taurus, I mean, he, he tore us a good one. I was playing with Phil <laughs> Rodden. So,
0: uh, they, so they that's who we need to one. go after next. Bill Rising is the fourth <laughs> component of that. Yeah. So, here's what I want to say: You've got the crystal paperweight, but they don't have a doctor, and you've been given that doctor. Mm-hmm. So, you you know that so you can tell them to be better. Mm-hmm. I will. I will definitely remind them of that.
1: I will. <laughs> I will see both of them in September. We'll all be in Indianapolis for a meeting, so
0: I will make sure to bring that up. So, Lannis, what we do like to what we like to do on this podcast is we've talked about your accolades. We know that you're very prominent in IAAA and very prominent in our profession. But what makes Lannis Lannis outside of being an AD? I know it's hard to flip off that switch, but what do you do for fun? What do you enjoy? What are the things that the resume is not going to tell us about who Lannis Robinson is? You
1: know, well. Obviously golf is a passion of mine. Um maybe I need to work on it a little bit more. <laughs> um, uh I am a sports fanatic. As you know, a lot of ADs. I have buck season tickets. Uh you can see in my background I'm a I'm a proud Florida State graduate. Uh even though their football our football team is not doing all that great these <laughs> past few years. Um I uh, I'm a I'm scuba certified. Uh, something that my daughter uh, wanted to do about it was probably seven, eight years ago, something she wanted to do. And so we went and got scuba certified. Um, and so we go try to, you know, go down in the water, you know, get down in the bottom of the ocean as often as we can. Um, I have two kids, uh, a, a 20-year-old daughter and an a 18-year-old son that I'm about to take off to college for the first time uh he is uh believe it or not looking at me. he is a five foot ten two hundred and eighty pound nose guard and he's going off to play football at Baldwin wallace uh University up in the Cleveland area so not only is my youngest going away, he's going way away <laughs> and um going to experience some cold so you know pride and joy of those two uh I have a tattoo that says their names on my arm uh and be better by the way um so uh, <laughs>
0: So just you know, that's that's who I am. So let me ask you that: you talk about being scuba certified. Obviously, Arkansas doesn't have that ocean close to it, so they don't have that. We call it noodling here, and people don't have any scuba gear. They just go down and grab fish and holes. And I'm assuming you don't do any of that.
1: No, sir. So, (laughs) so actually, in scuba diving, there is a there is uh there's something called drifting. And when you drift, there's a, a similar to a noodle. Um, when you come up out, out, out of the from the bottom, uh, once you get past the safety zone, you go ahead and shoot it up, shoot up your. Um, it's a it's a it looks like a noodle, honestly. But that's where the boat knows to now come pick you up. So uh, not quite what you were talking about. I think <laughs> in Arkansas.
3: <that's> right. <laughs> Dustin likes to give me hard time. Talk about me being cultured. I'm also scuba certified. Dustin, so really, you were the odd one out on this one. We got to get you caught up. There you go. Well, maybe, maybe.
1: It's, I mean, it's, there's three doctors here, and two of them are school <laughs> <outside of> certified. <practice.
3: laughs>
0: I mean, drop the mic and walk out. Maybe I got to defend my honor. As far as what I got to do here, I've got to be better, Lanus. I've got to be better. to do. do. So let's let's talk. I mean, obviously, you're you're close to the water, and we talked about you being in the Tampa area, so. Some some of our listeners may be geographically challenged. So paint on a map where Tampa is in Florida and and where you serve currently.
1: Okay. So uh if you think about Florida, you know, it's kind of a peninsula that comes down. Um Tampa's on the west coast, so on the on the coast that is inside of the Gulf of Mexico, um, about midway up that peninsula. Um I'm in. I'm actually in Hillsborough County Public Schools, which is the Tampa Bay area. Um, and there's a there's literally a, a, a cutout into the bay that comes right up into Tampa. And 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 my office is about a mile from where that comes that that water comes all the way up into Tampa Bay. So uh, that's kind of where we are. Um, you know, in, in 2025, we're going to be hosting the NIAAA National Conference. Uh, So we're looking forward to that. Um, Sadly, we weren't able to have it here in 2020. But thankfully, um, the contracts were able to be renegotiated and and moved to 2025. So hopefully all those people that
0: are watching will see them here in Tampa in 2025. (laughs) Now, will there be a revenge golf match like maybe on your home course that you can you have some knowledge of? Mm -hmm. There will be revenge, and it will be long before <laughs> twenty twenty-five. Okay. <laughs> so let me, ask, let me ask this question. As you talk about um, being at Hillsborough County, how, how many schools are a part of that? How many ADs do you oversee? Okay. So we're we
1: we're a pretty large school district. Um, when I say pretty large, we're the seventh largest school district in the country, a uh, school district that has about 230,000 students. Uh, we have 28 high schools and 52 middle schools that I oversee uh, the athletics program in. Um, so that means that I have what's that, 80, 80 ADs that I'm uh, overseeing at the middle and high school level. Our middle school program is not a, a full-fledged um, middle school program, as you might think, but uh, it's still a program that we have to to manage. Um, our high school's Uh, on average, have 22 sports that they're playing. Uh, So it's about 20,000 athletes, give or take, you know, depending on the year. Um,
0: So it's 2,000 coaches. uh, It's a pretty large group. I mean, I obviously got to be better to get to that level. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm managing 40 coaches or 50 coaches, depending on the year, and I think, I mean, sometimes they got some headaches that they provide me, and I can't even imagine when you got two thousand coaches, what kind of headaches that that can provide provide for you. Yeah, it's. I've always said, you know, adults are the challenging ones. Right. <laughs> yeah, and we make mm-hmm. our living based off decisions of thirteen to eighteen year old kids, but adults are the ones that are challenging. That's correct.
2: <laughs> it's
0: it's true. So, I mean, I mean when, when, if, we're if we're honest,
1: kids. I won't call them kids. Young adults. Uh they they want to know what the expectations are and they generally try to live up to those.
0: When they when they become full fledged adults,
1: sometimes their brain gets in the way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now you're not saying anybody on the NIAA board would be one of those whose brain gets in the way, would you?
1: I'm no longer on the board, so I can't speak to the actual board, but I can tell you the time I was on the board. I, I mean, there are a couple of people that <laughs> <laughs> never knew what was coming out of their mouth. <laughs>
2: so, just
1: for the record, those two guys are awesome people. Just awesome people, uh, Josh Scott and, and Mike McGurk. Really appreciate time serving on the board with them, but beyond that, those are a couple of my
0: dearest friends in this profession. Well, you you are the only person who said that on this podcast about I, I Listen, <laughs> listen, because despite the fact that
1: they they beat us, I'm still I still got nothing but love for them.
0: You got respect for them, even though we
2: awesome.
0: <laughs> So that's awesome. Now, us, have you always been at Hillsboro, or have you have you? Have you coached? Have you been in the profession at other districts? So uh,
1: here's a, here's one of those stories, right? So I, I went to go do my internship uh, when I was at Florida State and and Tallahassee at a school. It's called Godby High School. Went to go do my internship. The day before school started, the teacher quit. Guess who became a the teacher for the year? Right. So <laughs> so I'm one of the few people. Not only did I get a doctorate in three minutes, I got <laughs>
2: My internship
1: paid as a teacher, which is not very many people did, right? Because right. I was a they—they they literally put me in the in the position as a long term sub for the entire year, uh, and and I, so I taught that year. But I've been in Hillsboro ever since. I did coach um, JV basketball when I was at, at, in at Godsby High School that one year, and then when I transferred down this way uh, to the Tampa area, uh, I was at a school, Plant City High School uh, was there for five years, six years, I'm sorry. And, um, was the, ultimately became the head boys basketball coach. And, the uh, I was an assistant football coach. And then for some reason I decided I wanted to go to grad school and get my master's while I was coaching football and basketball. <laughs> but I will tell you, so my, my, um, I got my, now here's a really, I got my doctorate today in three minutes, but I got, <laughs> I actually became the head boys basketball coach my second year at the school. Uh, just so happened the person that was a head coach that I was an assistant coach, I was a JV coach, um, said, I'm I'm ready to retire. You're ready to go. Take it, run. So then fast forward, I moved, when I left State High School, I, I got my master's and all, I finished school and such. And became um, an assistant principal at Wharton High School. And lo and behold, the next year, the AD gets another job, and guess who's there? So, timing is great. So, the three minute doctorate kind of goes along with some of my other career steps.
0: Uh, So, I appreciate it. So, (laughs) I, I wanna go back to that day you were named the teacher. (laughs)
2: <laughs> um and you were going to
0: do an internship. What was that conversation like and what was that first day of class with Lannis Robinson like? When you were going in to be an intern, what was it like for you? So the the first thing is they want
1: the day they told me, I I, I they called me into the office and said, uh first off they didn't even know how to say my name. My Landis is not the most common name, right? So uh, I did mispronounce my name and said, So we we want you to teach. I went. Yeah, I'm here to do my student teach. No, no, no. We want you to be the teacher. I went. Wait, wait. By myself
2: <laughs> with those kids. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> so that was a little shocking. And then what was day one like? I went and got my tie. You know, I was all I was all knotted up, ready to go. And I walked in the class and went, Oh crap. <laughs> I am no more prepared to do this than those students sitting in the desk.
0: (laughs) They they could have taught you. (laughs) Right.
1: And then, then I get to, here's the best part. I get to third period and I have dropout. I'm a social, I'm a social studies. So I have dropout prevention, social studies. There is actually a student in the class that was 10 months younger than I was and already had a child. (laughs) I was getting motherly advice from one of my students for half the
2: year.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. And you said it. You shouldn't be surprised you got a three-minute doctorate because you stepped right into these different roles. But I want to ask you, you talked about being a JV coach, and I was assuming it's JV basketball. Have you ever been thrown out of a JV basketball game? I have never been thrown out of a game my entire life. We had a previous guest who was thrown out of a JV game. If you can imagine that, <laughs> I was. I was not. I. I so the.
1: You know. I, I guess I, I. wasn't that. That much of a rebel rouser because I. I didn't get any ejections. I only got two technicals the entire time, and one of them was a. For the book being messed up, so I wasn't that. I wasn't that guy, you know. I always talk. I always tell the stories, uh, you know. Um, when I'm when you know Danielle mentioned that I that I do a lot of the leadership training courses, and I always um, talk about you know being the as an athletic director, being the the leader of coaches, right? Well, what type of coach personality do you want to have? Uh, you can be successful a lot of different ways, and I use the Tampa Bay Buccaneers all the time. Um, Tony Dungy led and was a coach a certain way. And John Gruden did the same thing when they both have a Super Bowl title, right? And so I was more the Tony Dungy type of coach. Like I didn't get it all worked up. I didn't spend a lot of time with the fussing with officials. I spent more time. I, I think it's more important to coach your kids, right? Like uh, because you're you're not, you can't get the officials to do what you want. So maybe you can get the kids to do it. So that was kind of my, my style.
0: You got to be way committed if you're going to get thrown out of a JV basketball game on a Saturday morning. You got to be way committed for that. Yeah, I got I got way more important things in my mind than, than
3: that. <laughs> That's not part of the the be better motto at all, Dustin. You can't get thrown out of the JV <laughs> a tricky game with that <laughs> motto. No. Mm-mm.
1: No, no. <laughs> that would be a little bit of in conflict, wouldn't
0: you say? Yeah,
2: that yes. would be great. <laughs> <laughs> better get thrown
0: out of it. <laughs> as as you, have you looked back on your career and you started teaching earlier than you wanted to teach or earlier than you were supposed to start teaching, I guess. You did mm-hmm. that. You became an AD fairly quickly because the AD quit. Um I know during that time, you've had some kind of story that has just blown your mind or some kind of situation you've been in um, that may have been beyond, hey, you're coming to intern, but we're going to teach. I mean, that Mm -hmm. blows my mind still that Mm -hmm. you were in charge of that and had a kid that was 10 months younger than you. But during your time, you've had to have some kind of story that just kind of just blows your mind. So all right, what
1: comes to mind when you say that is, I, when I got to Plant City High School, so this is not my very first year in Tallahassee. When I came down to Tampa, um, I I'm I left my class or whatever, and I decide to go uh, between classes. I got to go run up to the office or something. So I literally ran up to the office. You know, I was a, I was a little kid, right? I was a 22, 23 year old teacher. So I ran <laughs> up to the office, right, and to grab something. But the bell rang. In the, you know, I was up there too long. The bell rang, and I hear I come running. You know, I'm running down the hall, and I get, young
2: man, stop running in all. hall.
1: <laughs> and and, and it, it took about four steps, and I went wait. They're talking to me, right? Like <laughs> I'm a teacher trying to get to class, right? So I stop and I turned around and I went and said hello, Lannis Robinson. I'm a new social studies teacher here to this to this woman named Brenda Watson. I tell that story because fast forward about 10 years. Now I'm at Warden High School. I'm the assistant principal for administration slash athletic director, but I'm basically third in charge in the school now, right? She is also a teacher at the school. That same lady <laughs> is a teacher at the school. So we get this report that there's something on fire in the classroom. Same young man, runs down there, right? <laughs> and man, I run down to the classroom and when I get there, there's a student literally like trying to put paper out. She had lit the paper. You know how the kids did the the um you know used to do their articles the the, the whatever I forget what they called it, right? Like they would have to read the articles and then write a review. Basically, they were practicing the writing, the comprehension and stuff. for testing. So um, current events, that's what they, you had to do current events. So she had lit the paper on fire while I was in his hand. And I was like, um, Ms. Watson, that's going to be a little bit of a problem. So <laughs> you know, not, not a big deal. Same young man ran to her, though. Next day, Mr. Gaffney, my principal, said, you got to go get Brenda Watson. She's got to go to professional standards, right? So now she's going to get in trouble. Same young man that she's fussing at two years later, has got to go get her. So I walk in the door, I open the door and she said, "Out damn time you came back to get me. And she had her purse and she was walking out the door. She retired that day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Did she retire as a result of you or of the situation? Because of the situation. Right. She was I mean, she was just done. She's
3: not, she's not here to verify. So you could really go either way. <laughs> no. And, and
1: unfortunately, unfortunately, I went to Brenda's uh, funeral about five years ago. Uh, she had some health issues. But that story, like, she literally lit the paper on fire. And she said, when you got to go, you got to go. It's time to go. And it was time to go for her.
0: So I, w- I want to rewind back to when you were running down the hallway. Were you tied up then? Were you knotted up then, as you said, or was it just a more casual so you could have been mistaken as a student?
1: Yeah, I definitely
0: could be. I, I,
1: by then, I was the head boys basketball coach, so you know, I took the liberty of dressing down as a boys basketball coach. <laughs> I think you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right, right. It was. It might have been like that. Right. So no, I was definitely in a t like a school t shirt and. Heck, I might even have on sweatpants or jeans or something, right? Like, But, I i mean, I could see where I fit in as a student, but I, I just thought it was pretty interesting that here I was, clearly with, like, ID on and all this type of stuff, but I was a kid running through the hall. I wish <laughs> they confused me for kid running through the hall now. Too much <laughs> not now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> But when you fast forward 10, 10, 10 years and you have to go back to that class And you walk in there you know, as you mentioned, the same kid, you walk back here, you run down there or whatever, because there's a fire. You walk in. What was that conversation like? Did you have a great relationship with her Uh that you could have had that conversation or she knew uh, I'm busted now?
1: Oh, yeah, she knew. She knew. And as a matter of fact, when I went in the second day, she was like, oh, everybody else was too coward to come in here, huh? <laughs> so they send kid.
2: Right. She, she said, oh, they had
0: to send my boy in here to come get me. <laughs> I mean, you have been thrown into the fire literally. Literally. Literally <laughs> several times. I mean, yep. once coming in to become a teacher and then all of a sudden you're running to put out a fire
2: mm-hmm.
0: as the number three man in charge. Mm-hmm. And nobody else, then they, then it was that conversation of, hey, you got to go get Miss Watson. Yep, yep. And it's one of those duties, the other duties as a sign. Okay. That's exactly what it was, exactly
1: what it was. Because I was not, her being removed as a teacher had nothing to do with me at that point. It was just because they knew I had a relationship with her, it wouldn't be a problem. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and that didn't steer you out of administration at all?
1: No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, I say this all the time. We are, we're nothing more than firefighters most of the day. And then, then we have to find time to kind of do the rest of our our work.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And there is another part of the job. It's not just putting out fires. I mean, there's other things that have to be done. Right. Absolutely. I, I think about, you know, being, being, being young Lannis and walking into that thinking, all right, I'm an intern and. I'm gonna I'm gonna be an intern. I got a I got a semester at least to learn from somebody else, to learn about classroom management, uh-huh. learn about lesson plans, learn about how to manage a classroom, learn all these things, and it's thrust upon you in a moment. And a lot of that's our world as athletic administrators. Stuff uh-huh. gets gets thrown on us, and we've uh-huh. just got to adjust and adapt, and we've got to just make the best out of whatever we're given. Um, to use the old phrase, make lemonade when you're handed lemons, just make uh-huh. lemonade, and that's exactly what you've had to do. And I think it's also important to like you you have to have confidence in yourself
1: and your abilities and your decision making to be able to get through things. Um and and you know, I, I mentioned I every stop along the way in my career really is kind of been ahead of schedule. So just being being able to make adjustments, uh and and rely on on who I am as a person I think has helped me get through so what could, could be very challenging situations. Uh I was a, like, I was a head boys rascal coach at 23. I was an AD at 28. I was a district AD at 34. So like, I, I was a little ahead of schedule and each one of those, um, I want, I wanted all of those. didn't think I would get to them at those points, but then, um, it was literally what, um what's next soon as, as, soon as I got into one, my one position and start thinking about what was next. Um, I've been in this job for 16 years though. So, and uh, I recently applied and tried to become the executive director of the Florida high school athletic association. They selected a great guy. So I don't have any bad feelings about that. Um, but that was a goal. That was a goal of mine to try to pursue that as well. And, and, you know, it was, I, I, I failed in that effort. Um, but I think even that may, will make me a better person here in Hillsborough County. Um, uh, I, the acronym fail F A I L first attempt and learn. I, I can apply it there as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I appreciate those questions and uh, make me think back and have a memory of Brenda Watson, which I hadn't <laughs> said that name in a while, but, um, um, you know, that's it's all about relationships to me uh, and, and building relationships throughout time and, and having the ability to go into a very difficult situation with Brenda Watson. And it was not a problem, it was because of the relationship I had. So, do so you think you that,
3: sorry, Dustin? No, go ahead, Daniel. No, the, do you think that, you know, that type of um, interaction as admin off field helped you deal with parents? who maybe got a little crazy on you after hours. Um do you think that kind of made that whole transition from administrator during the day to administrator at night a little easier for you? Yeah, I I, I think it's
1: you know, you set the you set the tone for yourself and, and your interactions with folks, right? Like I think it's important you have to take care of people the best you can and then ultimately they'll take care of you back. Um and if you have I think if you show that you have real Concern, empathy, and desire for success for all those that you come in contact with. I think they feel that and they see that. But that's not something. um, It's not something you can just say. It's something you have to live and, and do and and so I. That's why I try to try to go over and above wherever I can. But also, it kind of explains as you're doing things, right? Like I think when people understand the why. Even if they don't agree with the decision, if they understand the why,
0: I think they can swallow it a little bit better. Now, Landis, have you ever been a coach and athletic director at the same time? No, sir. Okay. Let me
1: say this. I've been an athletic director, and I was a little league coach for many years if that counts but no no not not
2: at the high
0: school level the the reason i was going to ask because you talk about relationships and i and we both share a friend and daryl nance and daryl has uh he talked about on his episode he had a lacrosse coach quit and then an assistant coach come in and quit the next day while he was coaching basketball and lacrosse was about to pick up and so i was going to steer down to that road to say have you ever had that situation where somebody just walked in and quit Now, clearly you had an AD who retired that you got that job. They said, hey, the guys here. We'll just make him the AD. But um, have you had coaches quit on you as an athletic director that you said, "Uh, how am I going to fill this spot? Oh,
1: yeah. Wait, wait. Let me take that a step further. I've had them quit. I've had one arrested. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So absolutely where it's like, uh oh, what are we going to do? In the pitch? Guess who becomes a coach, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at least temporarily for a day or two or something. Um, I've had to, I've had to do that. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I have far more experience at the district level than I did even at the school level at this point because I've been the district level sixteen years and I was at the school for five as an AD. So, um, yes, did I have it happen? But was it so long ago that I may not remember all the details? Yeah, probably. But I definitely, I know I had a coach. I had more than one coach quit last minute. Um, and I definitely know I had one get arrested uh, on a Thursday <laughs> with basketball practice starting on the following Monday.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I, I was going to say, based on, you know, how large your district is, do you have, like, a story where you're like, what was that AD or that coach thinking, like, you just can't even wrap your brain around it.
2: Oh, gosh. Do I have a story? How long have you got
1: that? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Recruiting rules, uh, right? Like, not exactly sure why people, why a coach would think that when the six, nine kid walked into the school, that the coach thought it was okay to help them find an apartment. Right, mm-hmm. like, like no matter where you are, that's illegal, um, mm-hmm. no matter what state that is that's- Ill- that's illegal um had a coach decide that doing push ups on the asphalt on the track at three o'clock in the afternoon in July, doing, no. doing push- ups I'm sorry, doing plank
2: mm-hmm.
1: um was a great idea um
3: But wait, wait, hold on. It's really hot here then, Dustin. So that's oh, not good for kids.
1: Oh, let me say this. Middle <laughs> July, three o'clock in the afternoon, asphalt tracks, probably 100 to 20 to 140 degrees. Just just got to understand. Oh, that. So oh. imagine plank as a punishment, right? Just going in plank for a punishment. Uh-uh. Imagine what those kids' hands look like.
2: Oh, no. Those poor um, yeah, when you uh, think
0: about that, Lana says, "You, what's that conversation like with that coach?" I mean, obviously, it's not positive. <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, so, be, be,
0: be better could only be said so many times, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, no, that was that was
1: the um, oh, he's not here for something good today. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, you know, when you when you have a little bit different pep in your step and, and right, and and you just kind of blow by people like. Small talk. I don't want to have. Where is he? Right. Mm-hmm. right. <laughs> um, where is he? <laughs> uh, so that was that. That conversation is not a nice conversation. There's there's no way to sugarcoat that. So as much as I say be better, like I, I'm a very direct person. uh I'm going to say, and oftentimes when it comes up here, it comes out of here. So that's a you know like I, I'm going to say it, and and you know I will say I may use profane language in my personal life, <laughs> but professionally I have the ability to turn it on and off, right? Because I don't want that to be the reason why someone has a problem with what I said. Right. So um I guess I learned it when I was learned profane language when I was a kid and you know you couldn't say it around your parents, so <laughs>
0: <laughs> you had that switch you could turn on. <laughs> <That's normal
1: story.
2: laughs> but I've carried
1: that over, right? Uh, Now there are times where in the office, maybe maybe the
2: language could be cleaned up.
1: But anyway, uh, so Mm -hmm. with the coach, that coach, uh, yeah, that was not a fun one. Uh, Just say, listen, coach, you screwed up. It's not. It's not okay. You were wrong. This is this is what's going to happen. You're going to face disciplinary action. You may even be fired. Um, Just from the beginning, right? Like, what were you thinking? Is there anything else I need to know? We're not even going to de- debate whether or not it was okay or not, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, yeah, so that, that – boy gosh, I can – I mean, I can keep giving
2: those. <laughs> you
0: know, I think about just that, <laughs> that walk out there. And, you know, I go out and visit coaches all the time, watch practice, and I'll just sit over there and just kind of have conversation, whatever. But you were on a mission. The crosshairs were in sight, and you knew exactly where you were going. And I can't imagine being those other coaches. They're like, hey, Lance, uh glad you're out here today. And you have no time for that. You've got a mission that you're just laser focused on. Absolutely. And I can imagine being that coach. I'm sure that coach had to know that he had screwed up. Oh, oh, yeah.
3: But I, I can't even like put myself in that person's shoes where this is a good idea. Like, like the ground gets so hot here during the summer in Florida that like, you can't get from like your door to your pool fast enough without the bottom of your feet that are actively moving, burning Right. So to keep your hands in one single spot for an extended period of time, like, I can't, I can't, like, you had to drop your motto from like, be better, like be humane at that point. Like <laughs> right.
2: that was right.
3: that was like, I can't even, I can't even understand what could possibly be going through that coach. I would have been, I would have been livid. I'm not gonna lie.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> livid is a good word.
0: I think I would have changed my motto to don't be dumb. (laughs) I think I could have, I mean, there are several ways that I could have Mm -hmm. gone with that, but you think about, and maybe that's why you guys are scuba certified because you can go down. The water gets cooler (laughs) as you go down. And so maybe that's how you compensate for it being so hot. We don't have that option here. Your teeth sweat, your shin sweat. I mean, it's just physically impossible stuff happens because it gets so hot here.
2: Did you just say your teeth sweat?
0: Yeah.
3: I just wanna make sure I heard that correctly. I thought okay. I heard the
0: same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not possible, but that's how hot it gets. That your teeth feel like they're sweating. That just tells you um I know. you know, I have, my have a new <laughs> saying, Thank yeah. you, my
2: Arkansas It <laughs> <brother. laughs>
0: Make your teeth sweat, but we got a lot of time here in Arkansas. We don't get to go scuba diving. You gotta come. You we gotta come up with some things. But I think about some of those Processes and some of these decisions. And and as you said, you could go on and on and on about coaches making some poor decisions. And reality is, you mentioned it at the very beginning, sometimes their brains get in the way. Sometimes, without meaning to, they make some dumb decisions. And maybe they mean to. Uh, You know, a coach getting arrested, kind of hard to argue that one. I mean, it's kind of that, that's something your brain kind of just either turned off or was non existent for a little while or whatever. But you think about
2: all the ADs also. Let's not Mm -hmm. forget ADs, right? Not just Mm
0: -hmm. coaches, right? (laughs) There was one at the University of Georgia that made some poor decisions. If you remember an AD there that made some poor decisions, but um, and I'm sure somebody in Florida would have no recollection of anybody in Georgia doing something wrong. (laughs) Never, never. (laughs) Uh, I was at the collegiate level when that all happened, so I I knew I actually knew him when that went down, but. Um, You know, you think about sometimes you just can't, you talk about turning the switch on and off with profane language, you can do it outside, but in the office, you don't do that. Sometimes they just can't flip that switch. Right. Right. But I I think it's important to say ADs have to
1: be mindful of that also, because you said coaches, you know, I I had a conversation with, uh, I'm going to say a former AD. this past February I had a conversation with them. <laughs> and and it was just that. I was like, I, I walked in and said,
2: So when this is all said and done it's probably gonna burn. And what's gonna probably burn is your job. And
0: as I mentioned, he's a former A D at this point. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes I mean those tough conversations have to be had. Mm-hmm. I mean obviously with a coach that endangered a kid by making them what he thought was punishment on the asphalt was, I mean, obviously that's a no brainer. You don't, you don't do that stuff, right. but when you go to these ADs and you got to have those tough conversations or those coaches and have those tough conversations, you don't get to pass that baton to somebody else. Right. When you had to do a Mrs. Watson, you had to go have that conversation, right. not right. the most comfortable, but right. we as ADs. And as you take away takeaways, if you will, from, from these stories, one of them is you've got to have hard conversations. Mm-hmm. And one way you found to be very good at that is just be direct. Just pull the bandaid off and let it, let the damage be done. Tell them where it is. Tell them what you got, what you have, what you think, right? Like whatever,
1: like give them the information and, and, and let's move on. Like we can keep, we can spend a lot of time talking about why and what. And I think most time they want to talk about what happened. This is what, it is what it is at this point, right? Like. Why do we need to keep rehashing the what happened? Let's talk about what's going to happen.
0: So let me ask this question. you were on the NIAAA board. You're not anymore. Um, and you had to get off there to get a doctorate. So congratulations <laughs> on that. But do you have any travel issues? Like Steve Throne has travel issues because he is so large. Do you have any travel issues? Have you experienced any of that with the, with your trips with NIAAA? Uh Other than a few weather
1: delays, um, but Steve Throne is twice of me, for sure. (laughs) Um, That is a
2: huge
1: human being. (laughs) That's a large man. (laughs) That is a very large man. Um, But no, I haven't had any, you know, every once in a while we have some, uh, I've had some flight cancellations and such and um, weather delays, but for the most part, no. Uh, Just fortunately for me, I when I have to go to any, most places, Southwest Airlines is a, is a direct flight. I don't know why or how that works. So I ha I have very few layovers, which is really good. And now that you know, I said that. Of course, I'm you know, just gonna say you're
3: kind of jinxing yourself. Right yeah,
1: now. You every stop. one of my flights is
2: gonna be a, <laughs> a three leg trip now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what I what I want to say is just in your defense. I mean, Throny has issues. And if he has to go put out a fire, he gets in a, a gator. You clearly run to whatever's going on. If there's a fire, you can run. Throny says he's like a, the gator's like a shrine car for him. He's like a shriner in there because it's yeah. so small for him. Yeah. If you're able to run. Throny's not able to do that. Yeah, that's, yeah. He's a big guy. That's a lot of man to move. <laughs> that's a lot of man to
1: move. But you know what? I'm glad to see that he's on the board because he's got a lot of great ideas. Um, a great leader also in, in his own right in, in Nebraska, right? Yeah. Yeah, in Nebraska. So glad to
0: glad to see him him on the board. Well I I know you've dealt with some issues. You had to lead through COVID as oh. your as the president through COVID and that mess and then trying to host the NIAA convention which was in Tampa and you were responsible for all of that and that didn't get to happen in person anyway. We did yeah, it virtually, awesome. um, but you've obviously led through some challenges. You've led through some some difficulties, um, whether that be as a classroom teacher or that be as an administrator or serving the NIAAA in a, in a capacity, uh, whether that be on the board as the president or through Tampa trying to host that. I'm glad to see we're going back to Tampa. I was looking forward to that um and and it was a great opportunity to learn virtually and we had a great attendance for that uh, but it it doesn't do justice when you're not in person and in person the able to, the, the ability to network to build your network but also to grow from other people other experts in this field i think that's important I, i'm excited to be able to come back to Tampa in 2025 I mean, i'm i'm very excited that we're going to have it here in 2025 but i'm going to tell you i'm very proud of what we did in 2020 um
1: the it was the fifth largest attended conference ever which says a lot right um it was a lot of time commitment however i spent a lot of time on zoom i mean a lot of (laughs) because i i don't know what percentage of all the meetings i went to but it was pretty darn high i was (laughs) close to trying to get to 80 90 percent of the meeting so it was a lot of a lot of juggling of schedules. Now, obviously, we were dealing with COVID, so that was, um, you know, limited some of the things we had going on. But by then, we had sports going on here in Hillsborough County. I may be at a game, but I was also on a Zoom, right? Really? So, uh, you know, those types of situations, no. But I'm very proud of what we, the the product that we pulled off. I don't know, I, I wish we, I hope we never have to do that again.
2: Um,
1: <laughs> but the amount of professional development that the ni offer offered from the start of the pandemic uh, in late March is when the, the, the concepts of, of offering the the PD uh, all the way through that conference uh, I, I I don't know of another organization that that came together and pulled it together as well without you know losing something I, I really do believe that that it was a a, a a e- not an easy transition, a smooth transition to a different platform
2: for a temporary uh, solution. Um, well,
3: and I imagine too, like you have goals for yourself and and, and to be the NIAA president, I'm, ass- I'm assuming that you didn't have the vision of going through a pandemic during your time as president. I bet you, <laughs> you had very different goals and ideas of what you could do and what it would look like. And then all of a sudden, almost overnight, those were all out the window. And just like everything else we do, after hours and on the field, you had to hurry up and readjust and figure it out on the fly and do something no one's done before. So that just kind of, you know, everything from Miss Watson prepared you for that all the way up into how many years you've been a county AD. And I just think, one, I think it was great. I attended it virtually as well. Um, And I was great how it kind of went through the all, all of it was, was really well done. So kudos to you. But I can't imagine that you kind of had to be a little bit disappointed because what you really wanted to do, you just probably weren't capable of. And you had to re reshift. And I think you're right with the professional development. That's the way you guys went. And it was awesome. But I can't imagine that's what you had planned going into Definitely
1: that. not what we had planned. But, <laughs> but here, let me, let me without without going any further, I can't take any of the credit. The NIAAA staff pulled that together. I was a mouthpiece to help pull it off, but that staff pulled that together and I thought it was awesome. I saw so I, I definitely don't want to take any of the credit of putting it together. Um but the idea of being disappointed that we weren't here in Tampa and the idea of uh, I was not the the year that I expected for sure. Um but like I said we had 2025 um we're going to make 2025 the best in our conference ever. That's just, that's who I am. Like, that's my goal, right? I want it to be the most attended. I want it to be the best. I want it to be the one that everyone wants to come back to, right? Like, that's that's kind of what we want to pull off in 2025. But, you know, also, uh, as I told them throughout the, that year, it's like, it's okay. Like, this is it, right? Like, so what? That's not what I thought it was going to be. The way I see it is I'm the only person that will ever be able to say they got to do it that way. Right? So hopefully,
2: hopefully. Yeah, fingers crossed. Right, right? Fingers crossed, right?
1: You know, right. Like, but but you know, so it was a it was a cool experience. I'm telling you, it was a really cool experience. I got, I probably
0: got to touch more people that format than I would have in person. But I think you you say you live by the motto be better and you don't get to choose the situations you get to choose your response. That's correct. And so be be better is a motto clearly you've lived by. Um, and that's something that, hey, we got to make the most of whatever this situation is, is the pandemic. And we were playing sports just like you were. Uh, and so making that adjustment, having to, to do all that stuff, you're just trying to be better at the end of the day. And I think you pulled that off well. Well, I appreciate it. Appreciate that. And I, I hope those that attended like you all also, we
1: got nothing but positive feedback. So I think, I think it was, you know, well appreciated what what went down. But you know, it was it was a lot of it was like I said, big time commitment, um, and really just a more of a, a change in, in in thought process of of what is best for this for this situation.
0: Well, what we've established with this episode is clearly that you've got a doctorate, and we can challenge Josh and and Mike and tell them to be better. Um, and maybe I'll have some kind of form for that. Um, you've got to improve your golf game, obviously, for the next encounter. But there will be one, and we know that will happen. And at some point, your your counterpart, your your colleague, I guess, on your, your teammate in that scramble will actually be on here and can defend the honor as best he can as well. But I want to tell you, thank you for jumping on here with us, Landis. I appreciate what you do for our organization. I appreciate how you lead. I appreciate that you live out, be better, and challenge others to be better. So, thank you for jumping on here with us. I appreciate that. Listen, it's been a treat. Thank you all for inviting me. And,
1: um, yeah, get Phil on here. Phil's a great guy. Yeah. Um, very looking forward to his leadership of the NIAAA as we transition Dr. Blackburn into retirement and Phil as the as the leader. So, um, he'll, he'll be a big guest. Uh, and who's talking about stories and sayings. He's got them. Yeah, <laughs> we kind of thought about the board, at the board meetings, we call them fieldisms.
3: Yeah.
2: Oh. <laughs> yeah, he, I like uh, he's it. got them. He's definitely got them.
3: <laughs> well, I want to say thank you to to you as well, Landis, um, for everything you do for our for our profession, but also for taking the time. Um, as you know, sports are getting are ready to go here in Florida. So, thank you for taking the time to meet with us today. And first also, day of Yes, yeah, today, first day. Don't touch the ground. No floor <laughs> coaches touch the ground right now. That's the, that's what you got to take away from this. And um, so, thank you to Lannis and thank you to Take It Spigot, who is um, our sponsor for all episodes. And we will be back next week.